And tonight, it's about UNC basketball. Let's go. Page into the front court with four seconds. Page to the rim. Got, got it, good. got it. Nine tenths of a second to go. The black, the tie, 18. Shot, Jordan, Michael Jordan, 14 seconds. Too strong on the shot. That's it. 2017, the Tar Heels are the national dadgum champions. Hello, welcome to the Tar Heel Show. My name is George, also known as the British Tar Heel. I'm your host. Today, again, I am joined by the sixth man of UNC. We are now finishing up our March Madness edition. B-Dot! How you doing, bro? What's and beat out here? Uh, sixth man of Carolina basketball, a.k.a. the founder. Ooh. Of the Heels House. Ooh. Thank you to everybody that's been present. Ooh. Mate, the Heels House is blowing up at the moment as well. You're keeping Amy busy. Like I she, am. Like what, how much are you getting paid for this, by the way? At this point, see, and you're putting her on blast. At this I point, did. I'm going to have to put her on payroll because <laughs> with her, the work she's doing, getting people signed up for the Heels House, starting the, uh, the, the, the clubhouses for me when I'm busy and running around crazy, like Amy and John have really, really, really been catalysts and uh -huh. been able to really plug and play and help me out in moving the Hills House forward. So I'm genuinely appreciative. And they get paid in love. In love, in love. And do you know what I love, though? Amy is from, she's going to love how much we're talking about her. Amy <laughs> is from Richmond, Virginia. She's not from right. North Carolina. She's not, right. she's not alumni, but she is right. one of the biggest UNC fans. And that is literally what the Hills House is and what we talk about. That's what you and 100%. I, we didn't go Carolina. Um, I'm from another different continent and right. uh, we are still, <laughs> we are still right. the biggest Carolina fans out there. So that's what the Hills that's house exactly is what the Hills house is, man. For anybody that's watching, if you'd like to be involved in the Hills house again, because after we post one of these people always say, how do I get in the Hills house? Yeah. It's very simple. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I can get you linked up with Amy and Amy can um, get you signed up and plugged in, but it's really just Carolina fans, man. Again, if you are a Carolina fan, you're already in the Hills house. You just got to get the uh, the location and pull up on it. Now, who would not want to be a Carolina fan? Because let me hit you with some things, B-Dot. Okay, we are now the most ever winningest team in NCAA tournament history. 130 wins. We now have 21 Final Fours. The most ever in NCAA, NCAA history. Okay, we have been in the Final Four for the past nine decades. No, one else, no one else has done it. This is Carolina basketball. Wow. When we say it, it's not just a sentence. Oh, mate. mate. It was not just a sentence with four or five words. This is Carolina basketball. It's not just that. It mate. legit is the apex of college basketball. Uh -huh. You just heard the stats my man gave you. Nobody's won more NCAA games than us. Nine consecutive uh, decades in the Final Four. We <laughs> run that. Okay? Like, it's Carolina basketball, baby. And mate, I'm just happy to be it. part of it. <laughs> mate, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, um, oh, mate, past week or so, past week or so has been a journey, an absolute journey. Obviously, started with UCLA. It started with uh, Caleb Love taking on, okay, you remember the film Like Mike, Calvin Cambridge? Yes. Where he changed his shoes and the power? That's literally, absolutely. that was Caleb Love, second half. Oh, Have you my seen the picture? Have you seen the picture where they put Hoot's name on the banner? And lifted it up into the rafters. I haven't it seen was that yet. <laughs> I send it to you. They said it was Hoots that told yeah. uh, Caleb to change shoes at halftime. And I actually hit Hoots up. I was like, what's that all about? Like, why'd you make him change shoes? He did not respond to me. I wish I would have had some tea to get. He did not respond to me. But man, like, for him to even see that and for Caleb to just tell him, like, you always play bad in the black shoes, uh -huh. put on the blue ones, for him to be that spot on. Um, to the detail like that's why um who has the position that he's got man with the guys and he's just always dialed in and i'm glad he trusts well i'm glad caleb trusted him enough to yeah, switch shoes and the history is the history baby bye bye ucla i know i know you know who's very well i was very lucky in january to spend some time with him and he is one of the most knowledgeable um guys with carolina basketball like he's right. been there he's he's gone all the way through and now he right. in my opinion he's one of the most important people at UNC. 
Like this guy is connects everything. He dots every I, crosses every T. Like he knows everything. And I love that he got his flowers uh, at UCLA game because everyone was talking about it was Eric Hoos' idea because I I think people realize how big he really is to the program. He's huge. Question. Yes. Do you know who his roommate was when he went to when when he went to UNC? I do not. Please tell me. Wes Miller. Was it really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like my first time going to the Dean Dome when I had to link up with Coach HD for um late night. Um, I was taking a tour with Hoots and he was showing me the room and, and hooking me up. And uh Wes called on FaceTime. Yeah. And we got there just talking. And Wes Miller, like that's my dude, like that's my guy. So I, and so we all just got to talking. He's like, Yeah, that was my roommate. And I was like, Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like Hoots has been around a very long time, though. He very is long that time. dude. When I was with him in January, Juad Williams FaceTimed him. So I was walking mm. around campus or around the Dean Smith Center with, with Eric Hoots and um, Juad FaceTimed and I got to speak with Juad for a little bit. It was, right. it was, it was good. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy, an absolute great yes. guy. So, um, mate, mate, absolutely. Uh, I'm still, obviously, that was the game. Um, UCLA, they're very good. I didn't know much about them. Bloody yeah. hell, they can score. Yeah, like they everybody. can score. Everybody from one through four, man, they can put the ball in the basket. You leave them open, they're hitting wide open shots. And I'm telling you, man, up until the last two minutes of that game, it was really back and forth. I was very, very nervous. I was very shook. And then it was just like Caleb said, listen, we're not going home. I remember he hit that big three, the one when Armando saved it and tossed it back to the top of the key. And, and, and Caleb re, regroups and shoots another three and hits it. And he looks over at the bench. He's like, I got you. I got you. Like at that point, I was at the watch party with the Hills House, nice. and I almost slapped all they shit off the walls. I, I was about to lose my mind. I said, "You better have us, boy. Turn me up, mate." And you know what? You were right. Because if people go back to the previous episode, I, I, I my last question was, "Who's going to be our guy?" I said Brady because I thought Brady was going to have his redemption game after what everything had happened. You said right. Caleb, mate. Well done. You called it. You called Thank it you very much. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 we like to get our claps <laughs> and our flowers. When we're, we're just guessing. We don't know who's going to do what. But I just had faith in Caleb because I told you the only thing consistent this season about Caleb has been his inconsistency. You never know when it's going to hit. And because he had been down the game before, I knew that he was primed for a game back. But I did not know the man was going to go for 30. I didn't know he yeah. was going to go crazy. I didn't know in the in the St. Uh, uh, well, Peter's game, Mondo was going to go for 2020 and he was, and Caleb was going to go. Like, I just didn't run. That's the difference. That's what's so dangerous about this team. It's like that great movie with Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx. Okay. On any given Sunday, baby. Oh, there we go. (laughs) On any given day, anybody can give me 30 points. Come on. (laughs) Any of them, man. I love it, man. I love the fact that RJ, the last two games, he's been quiet. But remember, who was Superman against Duke in Cameron? It was RJ. It was RJ making all the right plays, all the smart decisions. Like, and I know we're going to get into this Duke game in a minute, but it's like it's going to be about the guard play. But as it's been all tournament, like Armando has done what Armando has done all season. He's given us double doubles. Like at this point, he's tied with Tim Duncan. By the time, um, well, by the time this comes out, he'll still be tied with Tim Duncan. But tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He might pass that, you know, another double-double for him. You know, like he has the most double-doubles in Carolina history. He mm-hmm. passed my favorite player in Bryce Johnson. Yeah. Like Armando is doing every game what he's always done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got Brady. Brady's going to give you what he gives you. Leakey's going to lock down their best offensive weapon. The guards have been winning this game, man. RJ and Caleb, when they bring their, when, when they bring their work pails and bring their asses to work, it's tough to beat us, G. Mate, mate. We'll talk about Duke in a second. We'll talk very quickly about St. Peter's. Now, now I felt quite, it was just a comfortable game and nothing against St. Peter's because we're so, right. it was amazing what they did. Amazing right. what they overcame. They were a the right. Cinderella team, 100%. Right. But I'll be honest, they played like a 15 seed team. Absolutely. Um, when against us. Is that because we were just, oh, it was a great team win as well. Like, okay, Mondo with yeah. his 20 and 20, which was absolutely insane. Feed, feed the beast inside. But, it was a great team win, is what I really said. What I really think. Well, it's Coach HD, man. It's Coach HD and that coaching staff, man. Like they, like we have the tools, but 
those guys really put together great game plans. They really have those guys prepared offensively and defensively, game in and game out. Now, if they play to the caliber that they can play to, we should win ball games. And that's what Coach said earlier in the season, and everybody tried to flag him for it when he said, we don't really do scouting reports. Like, not we don't know that Juzang is a bucket, but we're not going to sit here and form a defense to stop Juzang. We're going to form a defense to stop them. And if we play our defense the way we can play, if we play our offense the way we can play, then it's not too many teams that can beat us. Mm-hmm. And the team has bought into that. I think the fans have now bought into that. And I feel like we're a lot more comfortable for these last two games of the season. What was interesting is Coach Davis said that he did not contact King Rice of Monmouth. Wow. Um, he did not contact them for anything. I appreciate that, little Jim G, because yeah. a lot of people were saying the reason we beat St. Peter's, I even saw my guy Lavelle Moten. Lavelle yeah. Moten put out a tweet that said, King Rice needs to get um, a, a check or something because the only way they could have been that prepared was by talking to somebody who's seen this team two or three times already. But the fact that Coach HD did not reach out to King Rice mm-hmm. speaks more volumes to his greatness, man. Mate, everyone has to go listen to the Coach Hubert Davis show with Jones and Coach Davis because he mentioned it then. And he said about the, how he respects his friendship so much with King Rice. That's why he didn't. It's very, it's very interesting, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but I did hear, I did hear, this is my little bit of tea because I've seen it on Twitter, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know if it's true, but I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true. Um, Walker Miller was with the players. So obviously he played for Monmouth. So I'm not too, so I don't know. Did he talk to King yeah. Rice, but did he talk yeah. to Walker? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. um, I don't care how it happened. Mate, we okay. did it. The fact is that St. Peter's team beat the wheels off Kentucky. Uh-huh. And Kentucky beat the wheels off us. And we made that St. Peter's team look like a 15 seed. Yeah, we did. Like this team is just different. Yeah. Everything about this Carolina team is different from the team to the fans. Like, you know, there, there seemed to be some discord amongst the team. Not like they didn't like each other, but mm-hmm. just like it wasn't connecting. Mm-hmm. A lot like the Carolina family. There was discord with the Carolina family. Oh, we lost Walker Castle. Oh, oh, we got a new first-year head coach. Oh, we sucked the last two. There was so, but now that the team has started to gel together and got mm-hmm. their unity, it yeah. seems like the Carolina family has done the same thing. And now both parties are on the same page. And it's just a beautiful time, man. Mate, that was good. I like that. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take a snippet of that one. That's going straight on Twitter. There you go. Um, Mate, we've given him his flowers a little bit, but I want to give him some more because Armando, he was the most outstanding player of the East Regional, okay, the NCAA tournament. So he has been unbelievable. He has now, um, yeah, obviously ties Tim Duncan with the most uh, double-doubles in ACC. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, mate, it makes you realise even more how he should have been ACC Player of the Year. You know, it's unreal. I was just talking to my folk, Josh Graham, earlier this week about that exact same sentiment. Like now Josh Graham is on this whole wave and the world is on how how historic of a season Armando is having and how big he's playing. And he's the catalyst for the Tar Heels. And I'm like, we were telling y'all that two months ago. We were telling y'all that two months ago. The same way now coaches are talking about the praise of Leaky Black and how he's the lockdown defender and he takes out the best offensive weapon on the other team. We were telling you that two months ago. Yes, I'd say that for the last four years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did? <laughs> right, right, right. And then, then now they want to praise HD and, and how great he's done as a coaching job his first year in the Final Four. We were telling y'all that two months ago. Like, I appreciate everybody that's finally caught up to the train, but this train is moving, Jack. This train is moving. We know Armando is an animal. We know that. And he's going to go. He's going to test the waters. And listen, he might come back as a national champion, and we go back-to-back national championships next year. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be crazy? Wow. Like, I love the direction we're going. I love where we are right now. But as it pertains to Armando Baycott, that big guy from Virginia, all we can say to him is hats off. Thank you for bringing your lunch pail to work every day. And we look forward to seeing what you do these last two games, bro. Now, we don't, you don't say this too often because of the legend that he is, but about the Mamba mentality. So about Kobe's Mamba mentality. 
Now, Amando, Mamba. Mamba, Mamba. Sorry, your accent. Come on, give it to me. Accent. And, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I just want you to know. I know that when, when people are here, they're like, Mamba? What is he saying? Mamba? He's talking about the Mamba, but he's across the wall. He's talking about go. the Mamba. There you go. There you go. So Kobe's mentality is the above anybody's, in, in my opinion. Right. And Armando was so pissed off he didn't get ACC player of the year. He said, okay, fine, I will get the, I will get the um, East Regional most outstanding player. That's what right. I'll get. So, like, he will, he just has that mentality. And now he'll be like, all right, now I'm going to do this. Now, and he just right. has that. And he leads by example. He is the leader of our yeah. team. And he's yeah. just been oh, fantastic. And not just that, man. He's got the big bully, Sean May, in his back pockets, constantly uh -huh. telling him, yeah, what you did is good, but you ain't got one of these there go, yet. There you go. And there as long go. as he's trying to get up the hill to get one of these, uh -huh. like, I love that motivation. It's like, it's so much different motivation all around in the program, yeah. man, for guys to exceed and do well. Like, this is Brady's first and last run. Like, that man got on the on the on the plane with a cookout cup like he is all <laughs> north carolina he is locked in do you hear me I, I hit him in the dm he ignored me like i was a side chick but i hit him in the dms like yo what was your cookout order bro he oh, didn't mate. respond to me he replied to interested. me he replied to me did he <laughs> why it's the beard mate, wow, mate, exactly crazy. i'm trying i'm trying to grow it out before the national championship <laughs> final where's the message he sent me a message the other day i uh, did have a um let me just search for Brady. I think I literally just said to him, bro, like, bro, I, I love you. It's basically what I said. <laughs> I literally said, I love you, Brady. I bloody love you. And he was like, yes, uh, appreciate it. It's literally what yeah. he said. Yeah, so, that sounds mate, about like Brady. The mate, man of very few words. Oh, but mate, he's so good. Like, so good. And even with Brady, like, I remember earlier in the season, his press conferences where he would just be so angry, like, we're so much better than this. Like, mm -hmm. I see us in practice. I see these guys, like, we are so much better than this. And at some point, it's going to click. And I just remember thinking, like, gosh, man, I hope his only year for us isn't a stinky freaking year. But his only year for us, he's guys. trying to get you what you said, man. He's uh -huh. trying to get that title to be the best uh -huh. transfer of all time, man. <laughs> Mate, I need to I need to look back at all my podcast episodes of this past year because the amount right. of times I have said though, North Carolina will either go out in the first round or will go to the final four. We were because right. that is literally what we were. We you didn't know right. it's just, it was so inconsistent. You didn't know. Right. Mate, we're in the final four, baby. And Here we are. We are now coming up to okay. Question. Is it the biggest game of UNC's history? Yes. Yes. I agree. I definitely Absolutely. agree. I spoke to Jawad Williams um, yesterday and asked him the same question. He said, but that's also, this is the athlete mentality, maybe. He said right. to me, he was like, it's the most hyped game of UNC's history. The national championship games are the biggest games. Which I get. I do get what he's trying to say. Yeah. Do you, but I disagree. And I love Jawad Williams, and I would never disagree with him in person because he's so huge, and he would like probably like, put me in the headlock. But that guy can this, box. He can box. Yeah, but like bro. on this podcast, I disagree with you, Jawad. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, brother. No. Uh, I understand what he's saying. Of course, the the championship of any sport is always considered the biggest game. But for what this game means to the state of North Carolina, for what this game means to Tobacco Road, for what this game means to the fans of both programs, the fact that this could possibly be Coach K's last game coaching in history, to what this game means to television rating. I mean, the most hyped game was in Cameron, if you ask me. Okay. And it yeah. showed by the viewership. Yeah, this yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this game won't, I, I don't think it's hyped to that level because I mean, my guy, it was at Cameron, but it's still going to get his fanfare. And I haven't checked, I haven't been on SportsCenter. I haven't been on anything because I didn't want to overwhelm myself with yeah. Carolina versus Duke, right? So I don't know what it's looking like on that spectrum, but I know for the game in Cameron, there was a split screen yeah. where the game was on one side and Coach K was sitting there on the other. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when sure. you talk about the most hype game that the guys have had to play in, I think it's that one. I could also think back to that game against Michigan State when we were playing on that damn cargo ship. Uh -huh. That was a real hype game, like super, super. It was either Michigan State or Kentucky. I can't remember. Michigan State, played. Michigan State, Michigan State. Right, like that game was very hype. So we played in a lot of hype games. As far as 
the spectrum of what this game could mean. Like I'm on record as saying this game could end the rivalry. Oh, it could legit end the rivalry, G, because I, as a matter of fact, I hit Joel Berry. Okay. And I was asking him, I said, yo, I need you to give me a video, bro, to, to hype up the Carolina family about Armageddon. And he thought that I had a typo. He said, you want me to say something about Armando? And I said, no, no, no. I want you to talk about Armageddon. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know Armando had a nickname. I'm like, no, stupid. Armageddon, the end of the world. He's like, dude, this is not the end of the world. So I went and I Googled Armageddon definition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The literal definition for Armageddon is the last battle between good and evil. This is the final battle. Like, <laughs> like, unless we play them in a national championship, nothing will supersede this. So yeah. this is ultimate bragging rights. Like, for Carolina fans, we still do have the ace in the hole, what we did in camera. We can always say Coach K's last Man. game in the house that he built, we gave him an L. We can always say that. That's in the idea that Duke wins. But if Duke loses... We beat y'all in Cameron, and we ended the season on y'all to go to the national championship. We ended – the last time Coach K saw us both times he lost, uh -huh. there's nothing a Duke fan can say to a Carolina fan ever. Ever. I, I'm going to disagree with okay. your with the Cameron thing. I think now our win at Cameron is, is worthless. I, I mean that because, okay, yeah, yeah, we beat you at Cameron. Yeah, but we knocked you out of the Final Four. That's going to return. What have we got to but say? Here's on the that? Difference. What have we got to Let say? Let me tell you that? why though. Let me tell you why that doesn't matter. Because if this wasn't Duke, mm -hmm. if we weren't playing Duke Saturday in the final four, we really wouldn't care if we won or lost. Like, yes, we would want to win, no doubt about it. We would want to win. Like, we want to mm -hmm. win every game. But if we lost, it wouldn't hurt that bad because nobody even expected us to be in the four. Yeah, true. Nobody expected us to be here. Fans, haters, nobody. So if we were playing uh Kansas or Villanova in the final four in this game and we lost, we will be hurt and upset about it, but not like we're going to be hurt if we lose to Duke, but because uh -huh. it's the rivalry. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. So, yeah, yeah. We, so the fact that if we lose to Duke in the final four, yes, that's going to suck. We lost the rivalry, but the game where y'all put all of your effort in the game where you flew in a hundred former players, the game where it only sits 5,000 people. The game where y'all had a freaking 45-minute party after the game. <laughs> that game where it was only like 50 Tar Heels in the whole building. Uh -huh. That game, uh -huh. we whooped y'all. And you'll never forget. His last game at his house. He might win in, in New Orleans. He ain't got no crib in New Orleans. In Durham, that place that you built, Coach K, your last game, you took an L. They'll never. They can never bounce back from that. There you go. And it, and, and again, depending on how this weekend goes, we might not be able to bring it up till next season. But trust and believe, <laughs> that L still hurts, and it will always hurt. No oh, doubt sure. about it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, okay. Obviously, we've spoken about this a lot. You know how I feel about Duke. I hate them. Um, I get. I get. <laughs> I get heat for this on online because I'm like too much of a hate uh, for Duke George, too much of that. I'm like, nah, I, I hate them. And right. you have respect for them. Good for you. I don't. Um, <laughs> if <laughs> I may, I. Right. Okay. My question to you is, have you got, okay, you respect them, yada, yada, yada. Have you got the most, your top three most hated or disliked, if people don't like the word hate, Dukies, Duke players of all time? Give me your top three. Um, yeah, I got a couple. Um, and see, the thing is, when you talk about this respect for Duke, it's only outside of Carolina Duke week. Like, I have no okay. respect for them when we're about to play them. But I do respect their university, Coach K, the things he's done. And I have friends that are there. Mm -hmm. It's strange because a lot of the guys that I hate are guys that I learned to, that I ended up being cool with later on. Number one <laughs> on that list was Nolan Smith. Okay. These, are, these are people that I hated when they wore the Duke jerseys. Okay. Nolan Smith first. I was in the Greensboro Coliseum when they won the ACC tournament. And I feel like they won that tournament because I was talking cash money trash to Nolan Smith. Yeah. And I had my hat on. I'm talking junk. And he lit us up and they beat us. I hated him. I also hated Quinn Cook. Uh -huh. I hated Quinn Cook as a Duke Blue Devil. Once he got to the, um, to the NBA G League, 
we talked and we become sort of, you know, cordial. I wouldn't consider us friends, but respect level is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in his Duke days, he and I were nemesis. I mean, we were, I'm talking about Batman and freaking the Riddler. <laughs> it was horrible because I remember him when Austin Rivers hit that shot and he ran to our student section and held up the Duke jersey in our face. And like, I, I never forgot that. I never forgave that. And lastly, I've just mentioned his name, the third uh, Duke Blue Devil that I just, just dislike, um, never got a chance to meet and never got a chance to right the wrong, so there's still dislike to this day, is Austin Rivers. Yeah. Austin Rivers took our soul. He took something from me that I'll never, ever, ever be able to get back again. Um, he's up there in that realm with Chris Jenkins and that type vibe. But, um, yeah, Austin Rivers, Nolan Smith, and, uh, and Quinn Cook, when those guys were at Duke, I hated them. Mm-hmm. I think I hate Austin Rivers more than Chris Jenkins. That's <laughs> how much I really dislike Austin Rivers. That shot, obviously the shot of Nova, sorry, no trigger warning, but like, <laughs> like that shot, that was one of my first like North Carolina Duke games that I can really like say I was 2010, so that's 2012. So I was getting really, really into it by this point. I've had two years of fandom. Right. And then that shot over Zeller. So he's always going to be in my top three. Right. The most despicable player on the planet, Grayson Allen. Mm. Like you can't, no one can, <laughs> no one can disagree with me on that one. Simple. Right. Yeah. And I'm putting up there, just maybe recency bias. I'm putting Paolo up there, Mr. DUI. I'm putting him up there. Your most hated is Paolo. I'm putting him up there because I, maybe it's a lot of recency bias. The, the guy just talking junk to Armando, that savage shit. I know that's what you call it. That was the other dude who doesn't play. Who's that guy? Yeah, who's that guy? Yeah, no, who's the. Um, uh, uh, that was uh, uh, the big guy, uh, John, Theo John. Theo John, that's the one who doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, that one. But that started, uh, but that started with Caleb. Caleb started that. He did. He did. He did. I know. But, I know. <laughs> but they're trying to bring it back. And it's not, it doesn't even have the same weight. It that's doesn't. what's corny about it. The fact is, they're, they're all trying to remix what mm-hmm. Caleb said last season like that's uh-huh. so corny like dude we've been savage we've been about that we pushing p at this point stop playing i'm i guess for what paolo did at the start of the season okay if it did happen it happened it happened we know it happened and he got a one game suspension yeah <laughs> what happens to that happen in chapel hill if that happened to a carolina player what would have happened we've seen what happens exactly They're gone. exactly <laughs> exactly exactly that but i mean that's integrity and standards that we have that's uh-huh. what happens when you go to nine straight decades of final fours and you have 130 NCAAs like you have a, a different standard you have a different mm-hmm. level of integrity with your program and that's just the Carolina wage you know that yeah exactly exactly I guess that's why it's building up inside of me yeah like, yeah 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 so I just want to oh I just want to defeat them so bad okay I'm gonna tell right. you something I'm, I will put somebody for honorable mention because you said okay. Paolo okay. I want to put coach K's nephew or or whatever Grandson, I want to put whatever him on Michael Salvarino. Whatever. The one who took the blame for Paolo, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not like, you didn't see this, G, but Duke, Carolina in uh, the Smith Center. Okay, yeah. They beat our ass so bad that they put those scrubs in. Yeah. This dude, Salvarino, Chino, gets in the game, and he's dribbling the clock out. And while he's dribbling the clock out, he's doing this to our fans. Oh man, I was so angry. Like you, your your uniform isn't even wet, son. <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? I was so livid. Uh-huh. He's definitely on my list. If I had to do a top five, just because of his relationship to Coach K yeah. and his arrogance in the Smith Center. Oh, I hated it. Oh, Okay, now we'll we'll go off topic because I'm gonna get heat from okay. this talk. Um, I've been speaking to some of the Carolina family. I know you have as well this week. Um, people are watching it from all over, which I absolutely love. So I spoke with um, uh, Bryce, Bryce Johnson this week, um, and he's going to be watching the game in Japan. So he's playing, he's actually got a game the same day. So he's really work out. So I think if the time zone, I think it'll be in the morning. So before, so he'll have a game in the afternoon. I'm assuming that's kind of how it works. But he basically wrote, he wrote, hell yeah, this is the biggest game in UNC history, the biggest rivalry in sports being played to go to a national championship. Only thing that would make this bigger game would be in the championship game itself. Like, that's it's it. true. It's true. It's literally, that's, it. that's the only thing that would make it any bigger. That's it. That's what I got. 
Um, oh, mate, this is, I think, uh, I, I'm imagining Joel Savis with the ACC Network inspirational music behind himself. <laughs> right. This is how he wrote this. Okay, so first time meeting in a tournament. They do it in Final Four in Coach K's last season with a first-year head coach spoiling a party not too long ago and it being a rivalry. Will this go down as one of the best games in history? Yes, sir, I believe so. That's not as bad. long as the referees keep their paws off of it. Mate, don't say As long as the that. referees keep oh. their paws off of it. Let the boys play, man. Like, let them play. I don't want, like, none of that Baylor-Brady foolishness. None of the, like, just let them play. Call the fouls when they're fouls, but let them play, man. Mate, it's, um, you're right. You're completely right, because the refs can completely, as we saw in Baylor, it nearly, it nearly completely ruined it for us, and with all of that, this greatest game of all time could literally be ruined by three men or women. It could. Um, I hope so, it doesn't, but it definitely could, man. Yeah. Who you spoke to this week? Who you been speaking to? Um, I spoke to Kenny. Kenny Williams. Yeah. He's over there in Greece. He is. He's yeah. very, very excited. Um, I spoke to Luke May. I don't know where Luke is. Where's Luke? Luke's in Spain. So he's playing Spain. for Baxi Manresa in Spain. Okay. He's, he's super excited. I got videos of all of these. So you can go to my Instagram, b.tv, yeah, yeah. and you can see them all on there. You can see them on the Twitter. But um, um, uh, I talked to Bryce, too. I was very excited to talk to Bryce. Uh-huh. Uh, Theo. Theo Pinson is OD excited. Um, those are the guys that I've actually had a chance to talk to, talk to. Nice. Um, but, you know, guys are excited, man. Like, coaches, Hoots is excited. Um, I got a chance to uh, speak to Ken Cleary, who's my boss uh, for, for the for the game day um, entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's headed down to New Orleans, and he's excited. They're going to be doing something at the, at the, at the Smith Center for fans. It's, it's, everybody is excited right now. Like, there is that level of nervousness and, and caution. But overall, man, like, we're playing with house money. We're just happy to be here, bro. Uh-huh. Now, I kind of ruined the surprise before here because I asked you a question. Dude, where are you watching it? I'm going to be watching it um, from the family section in the Superdome in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'll be watching it. Mate, I am so happy for you. Like, right. Look at my bags over there. You see my bags over there getting packed. Mate, you're ready. Got one hat here, one hat for the bag. I got, got both hats going down. Got about two, three pairs of shoes. They say on Bourbon Street, you don't want to be down there with your good shoes on. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I, I, I rep for my boy Jimmy Seafood, John, yes. um, because John, he's actually uh, my, 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 my connect. I'm hanging with John. We got hooked okay. up. I won't, say, I won't say who hooked us up. Okay, nice. I'm with John. We got nice room, shuttle service to and from the games, sweet life. Like, hey. it's sweet. It's, it's going to be an amazing. It's my first time in New Orleans. I, I, I can't expl- express how excited I am about it to be down there as a Tar Heel fan with the Tar Heels in the Final Four. It's unreal. Man, that's amazing. That's you're literally you're living the dream. You're living the dream. I am. Man. I am. I obviously I had that in January where I lived the dream and it was most absolutely so I'm now seeing you do that at this yeah. level. Just oh mate, so good. So I good. Can't wait. I tell you what, I've been um uh, obviously, I've been a bit, I've been a bit poorly um, past couple of days. Um, yes, yes. My boys, if y'all don't know, my boys had COVID. He's sitting right there now with COVID. I'm so thankful that I don't have to wear a mask because the COVID can't get through the phone. <laughs> it can't. It can't. It can't. <laughs> exactly. That's the good thing about this podcast. So, yeah, that's why I've got a lot of water today. And as soon as this is done, I'm going straight back to the bedroom. Um, but I was uh, feeling sorry for myself. So I was watching old highlights of like Marcus Page because that stuff makes me happy. All right. Yeah. And, uh, I was watching 2013 highlights. And who did I see under the hoop with that hat on? There you are, my guy. There you are. Dude, I'm heavily documented with this hat and at games, dude. I'm telling you, like, Love it. I have been with this hat. And I got this hat in 2008, uh-huh. I believe it was. And I've had it, this, this, yeah, this is the original. This is the very first one. And I know it because it still fits perfect. I found nice. two other ones, like at a Walmart one time. And I got those, but the strap on those have sort of faded away. This one is still in mint condition. I've never washed it, nothing. Woo. I've just been rocking it for damn 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> You've never washed it in 14 years. Bro, what's inside that? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> There's no Look at one, my back strip. mate. No, no one is stealing that and putting it on their head, are they? No one is stealing Nobody. that. You're fine. 
That's mine, baby. It's all mine, baby. I don't want to watch nothing. I don't want to watch none of the championships out of it. Oh. I done wore it to Franklin Street. I don't want to watch the Franklin Street out of it. Nothing, man. Now, I'm telling you, that's what people are saying to me. If we win a national championship, that was the main question. Because I'm going down for the Final Four. Uh -huh. Am I going to stay for the national championship if we win? Because if we go to the national championship and win the national championship, do I want to be in New Orleans or do I want to be on Franklin Street? And without a doubt, I want to be in New Orleans. Because if we win a national championship, that means everybody's going to be so... It's the end of the season. <laughs> the season's over. We're going to get so teed up Monday night. I might not make it back home till Wednesday. <laughs> Mate, mate, it's um, the most ultimate fan experience is being there. I've had this discussion with a few people, actually. Some people have watched the Final Four game, uh, the first one, the semi-final, whatever. And then they've come back for Franklin Street. To some people, it's just different. It's just different. People have different right. ways. So yeah. um, what I liked, Franklin Street was not rushed uh, last week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we mean business. We don't like, we care about right. some, yeah. But mm -hmm. this is the game. This yes. is the game. Yes. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to have to find someone who's on Franklin Street to just FaceTime me in because I just want to be a part, of, a part right. of that as well. So, the energy. Mate, so good. <clears throat> but, and you're having a watch party. Yes, I am. You can't even freaking be at. Mate, I've done all this hard work with some great guys, Nick uh, Armstrong and Nick Collins, who are based in London. And I've organized this watch party in London at a casino because that's the only place open at 2 a.m. when tip-off is, okay? Right. So oh. we're, we've literally got – I just got a text today. So we've got 40 students from London who are UNC students who are from Chapel Hill studying abroad in London. They're all going. Mm. I've got students who are studying abroad in Italy who are flying over to London. I've got fans in Ireland. I've got people all over England going – all just going for a 2 a.m. tip-off in a casino in London. That is crazy. Oh, mate, epic. So I'm still organising it. I've got a professional tennis player who's trying to get down, who used to play for UNC, Jose Hernandez, I think his name is. Really? Um, he messaged me last night. His name is... Da, 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 Jose Fernandez. Jose H. Fernandez, apologies. So hmm. he um, used to play for UNC. He's played in big tournaments in tennis, lives in London. He saw the tweet and he's like, how can I go? Mate, I'm... That's crazy. I don't think... You got to shoot a video. You got to shoot oh, like yeah. a little 30-second video just thanking everybody for coming and, yeah, for sure. and tell them to just cheer like hell so that in two days we can bring it back at the casino and damn, it can be even bigger and you will be there. Mate, I bet I could get... So a lot. I've, I've texted all the guys in Europe, all the players, and they're all playing Saturday, Sunday. Like there's literally... There's only one guy who um, is not playing and he's been messaging me, but I don't want to say him because he can't make it. But he's trying to look. Oh. At, he's looking at flights. Um, but he's looking. Dude, at flights are so ridiculous. I, I don't know how they are to London, but I oh, know mate. to New Orleans they were vicious. Didn't they go like crazy up? Like, didn't they just like change the price? Mate, that's not on, is it? That's not on. They went from like four hundred and eighty dollars uh -huh. to fifteen hundred dollars as soon as we won. I haven't checked because when we won, I looked at the flights in New Orleans. I looked, and um, uh, it was like seven hundred, eight hundred quid. Um, so that's like uh, $1,100, basically is what it would be. Way um, more than that now. Wow. Way more than that, if you can find a flight. Like everything oh, started, bet. folks are flying into Baton Rouge and flying into Pensacola and driving yeah. four hours. It's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Man, I did look at it. I did look at it and I was like, dude, I can't afford that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, set up, this, um, set up this watch party in London. So I don't think I'll test out um, in time. Are we just going to win on win on Saturday? And I'll just right. I'll, I'll test out I'll test out for Monday and be right. there and throw the biggest party London's ever seen. Absolutely, absolutely, oh. absolutely. So good, so good. But um, mate, I'll talk about very quickly before we uh, round this up soon. Coach Hubert Davis, I saw a, I saw a statement or some sort of poll vote by the I think it was either the Athletic or some like analysts or whatever, saying out of Sweet 16, the 16th best coach was Coach Hubert Davis. Mm -hmm. Out of Sweet 16. Look at him now. Right. Look at him now. What All this right. guy has done, he, you said it, you'd put him on the Mount, if we, well, if he wins it, if we win it, he's going on the Mount Rushmore of uh, North Carolina coaches. And retires. 
and advertise. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want back to back. Now you put it in my head. I want back to back. I know I that's right. Because I told you, I told you that next year we're going to win the national championships. I knew, I, I've said this when yes. we've got Seth Trimble come through, Jalen Washington, these guys all coming in and everyone stays, please. But, um, and it's the 30 year anniversary, isn't it? It would be. So, to uh, 1993. So, yeah. So, we're 2022 right now. So, yeah, it's 30 years. But New Orleans also, I say New Orleans or New Orleans. What actually is it? Either way. Now, that goes either way. Okay. Okay. You can say New Orleans. New Orleans, and in New Orleans, they actually pronounce it Nolens, N-A-W, Nolens, yeah, okay. so any, any, any of those three work. Okay, well, we've had success in Nolens yeah. yeah. um, yeah. in 82 and right. 93, so right. it was 40 years ago, a couple of days ago, that um, where Mike Jordan became Michael Jordan in Nolens, mm, right. and right. Uh, so, right. mate, what's going to happen? What's going to happen Saturday? Um, we're shocking the world. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been telling people, man, it's the exact same pressure on Duke that was on them March 5th. Uh-huh. Um, it's Coach K's last game. Um, you know, you're, you're, all the cards are stacked against us. We're the underdogs. Like, we're the underdogs against Duke. If we beat Duke and play Villanova, we're the underdogs. If we beat Duke and play Kansas, we're the underdogs. We're the underdogs against every team in this tournament. And that's bode well for us. Like we've done very well playing as the underdogs, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm I'm happy about that. It's, it's less pressure for the boys. Um, nobody's expecting us to win this game, so you know you don't have to go out. God, we got to win this. We got to win this now. Nah, like just go play basketball like you've been playing. Um, and again, I think it's going to be guard driven. You know, I think Armando and Mark. I think they're gonna they're gonna x each other out. I think Paolo. I think he's going to do what he does. Like Paolo's going to get his one on one. There isn't really anybody in the country that can guard Paolo. Like, he's got so much in his bag, in my opinion. Um, I think Leakey's going to lock down A.J. Griffin and make him a non-factor. And so you got our two guards, R.J. and Caleb, versus Roach and Moore. Mm-hmm. And I take our two guards over Roach and Moore any day. Hands down. Any day. Down. Or if they put kills in Moore, I still take Caleb and R.J. any day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that we have the advantage skill-wise Honestly, I think we have the advantage coaching-wise. Like a lot of people, I, I want to say this here Ooh. on uh, the Tar Heel Show. A lot of people have been talking about Coach Hubert Davis and his relatability to the players and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about Coach HD that R- Coach Roy Williams didn't have, Coach Dean Smith didn't have, and Coach K doesn't have. NBA playing experience. Ooh. Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. As far as coaching is concerned, Roy Williams, phenomenal coach. Coach Dean Smith, phenomenal coach. Coach K, winning his coach of all time. Like, you got to give him his props and what he's done. Mm-hmm. But none of them know what it feels like to actually play, put a jersey on in a Final Four. Mm-hmm. HD does. Mm-hmm. None of them knows what it feels like to put a jersey on and play on the next level. Mm-hmm. HD does. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking to the guys, he's talking to them from a perspective of I've been there. Coach Roy Williams and Coach K and them, they're fussing at them and coaching them from a coaching perspective, what it should look like from a coach's eyes. That's why after we got blown out by Wake Forest and blown out by uh, Miami, the guys were expecting Coach HD to come in and tear them up. The, the fans would have. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing? This ain't Carolina basketball. Pass the ball. Got 30 points to Wake Forest. That's what they were expecting. They were expecting to run suicides to their tongues were dragging on the floor. But Coach HD knew that that's not what those players needed mm-hmm. in that moment because he's been a player, mm-hmm. and that's the advantage that he has. He's coached under Coach Roy Williams, who coached under Coach Dean. Yeah, He, he played under Coach Dean, but he's also played in the NBA. Coach K's never done that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that right there is how he's been able to outcoach so many people. Coach K included March 5th. My fault. You're fine, My fault. Keep going. Bad You're good. Low. You're good. But the same way he outcoached Coach K March 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Coach HD is doing a phenomenal job. And who would ever thought that a name Hubert would gain <laughs> so much respect? <laughs> who would have thought that we would be respecting a man named Hubert? And here we are. Long live Hubert! <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love it. Honestly, he has 
excelled everyone's expectations. Um, we say over time, it's either final four or failure. He has said, he said early on, he was putting at the start of a season, first practice of the season, he was putting photos of the Superdome, right. New Orleans, in the changing room, in the locker room. Right. Like this guy knows. And um, what I'm sick of is the Coach K farewell tour. Yep. But only one person knew how to do a real farewell tour. And that was Coach Williams. He's enjoyed, he's enjoyed his season. He's gone all over the country, taking Wicked Wonder. She thought she was done with basketball. She wasn't. Coming all over the country, watching games, watching all sorts of games, living his great retired life. And he's going to end his farewell tour with UNC versus Kansas in the national championship game. Now that is how you do a farewell tour. And that is what's going to happen on Monday night. Preaching it. Agreed. That's what I have in my bracket, man. I got us beating Kansas and that. What sucks about that is, of course, my wife, who's in the next room, is a huge Kansas fan. Uh, and so that's why I told her she couldn't go to the Final Four because Kansas was in the Final Four. <laughs> if Kansas would not have been in the – if Miami would have beat Kansas, she could have come with me. We could have enjoyed New Orleans. But when Kansas made the Final Four, that pretty much punched her ticket to stay home because one of us is not going to be happy on the flight back. And there's no point in taking your marriage through that, G. <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now, so now it's going to be a lads trip with you and John from Jimmy's. Going to be yeah. just living that New Orleans yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Mate. yeah. Got, and Josh Graham. It. Josh Graham is coming down. Is Josh Graham is going as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. brilliant. So, is he, is he going to be reporting on it as well? Yeah, he's he's working. He needed a room, so he's going to actually stay with me. He's bunking with me, but he's leaving nice. on Sunday. He's only okay. going down for the Carolina Duke game. He said he doesn't care about the national championship. He just cares about Armageddon. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be – listen, the only way I come home early is if the worst possible scenario happens Saturday. Now but I, the, way that, the way that John's talking, even if we – worst case scenario, we still might have to go to the national championship on Monday. Who knows? Now, I like Josh and his tweets, though, he, I can see why he winds people up. But because I met Josh in January, right. and I got to actually have dinner with him and right. I got to realize, like, this guy's a really nice guy. Right. And then I see his tweets and I'm like, oh, Josh, you're winding me up with his tweets. Right. <laughs> I like you. You're a really nice guy, but you're winding me up. Um, yes. He so, does that also well. He does oh, that mate. also well. I know. I know. <laughs> So, but now he is a good guy. He gets a lot of beef. He gets a lot of like crap talk to him on Twitter. But like, honestly, I can, we, you can vouch for him. You know him better than I do. I had to, I got to spend an evening with him. He is a real good guy from, from no, that that's one the evening. Brody, man. So, yeah, he's he, he just does his job very well. And that's why he agitates so many people um, because he doesn't have a fan base. He went to ECU. So, you know, he talks about it from a perspective that makes his show sound good. So if Carolina's winning, he's going to paint us in a good light. If Carolina's losing, He's not. And Carolina fans ain't going to want to hear that. Same yeah. with Duke, same with NC State, same with Wake Forest. And so sometimes he might sound like he's a Wake Forest fan. Then you might turn him on, he sounds like he's a Duke fan. And then he might sound like a Carolina fan. But, yeah. like, you know, so that's why all the fan bases like to jump on his head. And personally, I like it when the fan bases jump on Josh. So I like him, Terry, <laughs> because, because I know that he likes to poke at fans. When he does something, I like to poke at him to make the fans go in on him. It's amazing. I love it. Mate, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Okay. All right, mate. I, my prediction is obviously we're going to win. We are going to shock the world. Like you've said, this will go down as the biggest game in UNC history. And yes. mate, it is going to be the greatest game of my life ahead of 2017, which is okay. currently, this is currently. I got that shirt. Yeah, I got that shirt. Mate, this was an eBay arrived this week. Cost me $5. Five dollars. Obviously, someone really? in, someone in England didn't know what they had, and I bought it. It was like two ninety nine, which is like five, four, five dollars. Did I tell um, you? Did I tell you that I have a twenty sixteen Carolina National Championship shirt? <laughs> you did say. Did you pick it out of the bin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was at a Walmart or something, and it was on the rack, and I looked. Well, that was it. Like, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, is this a 2016? Wait a minute. Hold on. 82, 93, 05, 09. Wait. Yo, let me get both of these. Are you crazy? I'm the only one in America with these. These got shipped over to Zimbabwe somewhere. It's amazing. 
I might wear one of my. I might wear that down to New Orleans. I might wear my wow. 2016 national championship. <laughs> see if anyone picks up on it. See if yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah. See if Eric Hoots is like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Wait a minute, <laughs> mate. I tell you what you need to do just just to get in the mood. Um, obviously you're going to be so excited anyway. Read and we love him. We talk about him. Adam Lucas, just read some of his posts going down there in the plane. I'm reading it and I'm just tearing up like this guy. Oh, I got to read him. I got to read him. He's just so, he's just so good. He's so Yes, man. He's the GOAT. I love Adam Lucas. I can't wait to see him. He doesn't know I'm coming. Yes. When I get down there, I'm just going to hug his neck. I cannot wait to see him. (laughs) (laughs) Tear me up. Okay, mate. Well, next time I speak to you properly on FaceTime, you're going to be probably in New Orleans. So, um, mate, have the most wonderful time. Um, honestly, I will be watching, like probably from my house, and I'm going to look for that hat behind you know the bench. And you know it. Mate, the cameras can't help but find a hat. The cameras have I been finding it. this hat for 14 years. Don't they trip. There's nothing. It's nothing that I go in there saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be on TV." They just love the hat, and I'm in their energy, and they need good content for the going to commercial breaks. And I fit the <laughs> mate, I tell you what, you need to go hang out with Brady's family because they're always on TV. They're, they're them. showing them all the time. Oh, so good. I love so them. Good. They're, they I seem love like the great. The Maniac Manic section. That's what we call that section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a whole lot. They got parents, brothers, aunt, everyone. Like it's everybody. Just, and oh, everybody so got beards, except the women. <laughs> except the, not women. the women. Except the women. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mate, honestly, have the most amazing time. We're about to have the biggest game in UNC's history. UNC versus right. Duke, final four. Yeah. Let's go, mate. I don't want to hear you loud. I want to hear you from New Orleans over the pond. Come on, man. Mate. Come on, man. I want to hear I'm you. I'm the sixth man. You know that I'm the six man, the official six man. Hey, and big shout out to everybody that's grabbed six man shirts, man. Those joints yeah. are on the way. Um, I'm signing the thank you cards for all of those. Thank you for everybody that um bought one. Um, you can still go to rlamarclothing.com and grab those, but I um, appreciate all my six-man nation out there. Um, we're going to have a great time. Please, when you get your shirt, take a picture, send it to me so I can post it on my social media. Thank you. Man, we had 1,000 subscribers yet? We're not 1,000 subscribers yet. I'm hoping we will be after this video. So share this, share this, I mean, yes. share this on um, podcast, man. We're trying to get yes. um, the podcast to a thousand subscribers, man. All right. Mm-hmm. Help us out. Need that. Exactly. 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 Mate, have the best time. Safe travels. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Be good. Let's go heels. Cheers, bro.